Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, basketball fans across the world, welcome to another episode of The Dream Take, presented by TheDreamShake.com, of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Jeremy Burner here, and today, you know, Mike, this was like a roller coaster game that you just, you, you got off of it and you're like, I don't really want to go back in line. <laughs> yeah, it was, it started off promising. And then it got really ugly. And then it's like, we're going to pull you back in for the last quarter, you know. And I'm about three cups of coffee in at this point. So I'm wired. I'm ready to go, ready for a Rockets win. And then they yank it back away from me. So tough loss. That's a tough loss. That, That Phoenix team is not that good. I mean, we're not good either right now without John Wall, but that Phoenix team is not good. I don't care what anybody says. I think I think they have the pieces, though, to be a playoff team this year. I liked I what I saw from Phoenix tonight. You Okay, but like we're, we're not going to have another Alex Caruso moment, but I sent out multiple tweets tonight that I'm sick and tired of losing to guys like Frank Kaminsky and Cameron Payne. Like both of those guys are scrubs in the NBA. Yeah, not, I mean, well, yeah. They're good players. Cameron Payne was out of the league. Remember that? Yeah, he had 10 points tonight. And Frank Kaminsky yeah. had four points, but it always felt like he was making a game, like, game-altering play either with one of his rebounds or one of his buckets. Like Cameron Payne, ridiculous, absurd game from him tonight. Double digits to him is unacceptable. And we, we can't stop turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, tonight, the right 16 turnovers – um, a lot of turnovers early in the game, it felt. Um, and I mean, the Suns also turned the ball over quite a bunch as well. 17 turnovers for the Suns tonight. Um, but remember, we talked about DeAndre Ayton on our last show about how he would definitely get 15 rebounds. 17 tonight for the former number one pick. DeAndre Ayton is a monster. Yes. Like that dude. But this but, be really good. But this pointed out something that you and I have talked about before is that Christian Wood is a center most nights, but he's a power forward to me. He's not, he's not going to be anything different than a power forward. I don't me. see that. I, I really don't see that, Mike, because I just think having a center, like I, I just don't see how a center is going to help with spacing and such because you want Christian Wood. See, Christian Wood has a lot of opportunities to uh, pick and roll. And usually when you pick and roll with your power forward, your center's got to be – you know, on, on the perimeter or something like that. And I think that's also something we didn't really see a whole lot of tonight was utilizing the pick and roll with Christian Wood. And I think that's part of the reason why the Rockets lost tonight. 
I wanted to see that's their bread and butter. It worked so well in Chicago with Vic and C Dub, and it just was like almost non existent tonight. And I just feel like the Rockets kind of, you know, got in their head and the Suns took the tempo away from them. And the Rockets had to play the Suns game, and the Suns play a real slow basketball, and it's just not what the Rockets do. And they took them out of their rhythm tonight. You know, this offense has the potential to, you know, yes, Vic, uh, John Wall was not playing tonight, but this offense has the potential to be a lot better than what it, what we saw tonight. And it's just a shame that we didn't see more of it. I think that, look, considering where we were at halftime in this game, uh, where we were like, you know, I'm, were you did, I'm sure I was not the only one who, you know, Google 2021 NBA draft prospects and, you know, got a Cade Cunningham mixtape on my phone. But honestly, Mike, now that we, we saw the second half, look, the Rockets outscored the Suns um, by six in the second half, but it didn't feel like that. It felt like a lot more. I mean, they were down 20 at one point and they cut the deficit to as much as two. So, I mean, they played really well in the second half, the Rockets. Do you feel like, and this was a question kind of posed on Twitter. Um, You can ask us questions after every game on Twitter at the dream take. So be sure to uh, follow us there. So I got this question from uh, Houston Aussie and at Houston Aussie, he says, would you rather tank for a top four pick this year and lose next year's pick or hold off so that you have next year's pick in a potentially better draft? Oh, it's a good question. You know, you know, you know what, you know what I'm struggling with right now is what the identity of this team is. Yeah, like, like what, 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 what is this team? I, you know, what I, but you know what I noticed tonight? You know who wasn't on the court going down the stretch in the fourth quarter? PJ Tucker. And it's because that's the right move because PJ Tucker sucks right now. Yeah, he, he has no interest in playing. Rockets basketball right now. Now, does he want to play basketball for somebody else? Probably. I mean, I'm sure he wants to. I don't get- know if it's really an uh, an interest thing with PJ. I don't see that. I just think that offensively, he has no role with the Rockets anymore, and it's just turned into just his role in the team on offense is non-existent. It's, it's, it's been like that. It's a pattern now, and. Look, Steven Silas has had some questionable rotations and lineups, and I think he's still trying to figure it out. And people being in and out of the lineup, like we had Sterling Brown tonight. We didn't have him uh, on Monday. I think he's still trying to figure out which players fit best with each other. And, uh, you know, he that was one thing he got right tonight. He started Tate instead of Nawaba. That was the right call, in my opinion. And he ended the game with Jay Sean Tate. One of my favorite plays in the whole game was Jay Sean Tate's offensive rebound. It was, I think the Rockets were down six. He and jumped over the guy. Yeah. I think it was a missed three from Christian Wood. And Jay Sean Tate like clobbers it and then dishes it to Victor Oladipo. And Oladipo draws the foul and you cut the lead to four. Uh, you cut the Suns lead to four. So, you know, Jay Sean Tate, yet again, another solid junkyard dog night from him. He's got, he's like if Chuck Hayes, Carl Landry, and like if they had a baby and like the godson was like Patrick Beverly. Okay. That's a, that's a very interesting family tree. It, I mean, but I mean, is it wrong? No, it's 
but going back, I mean, Silas is 100% right with sitting PJ on the bench mm-hmm. because it's not just offensively, Jeremy. Like, it's yeah. it's defensively, too. Like, he's lost. Yeah, no. If, if PJ – PJ did not have a good defensive night either. It's a minus 23. And in he this no point game, that's, that, that stands out. He had no rebounds. He had three fouls. It'd be different if he was hitting the boards, if he was doing all those things. But whoever he's covering the lion's share of the last five games is beating him off of the dribble. And this is the exact reason why you did not give him an extension. At this point, like, bye, see you. But the, the one thing that I'm struggling with is Silas's rotations. Like, I feel like it's almost a curse of the, the head coach in the, for the Rockets that, the, you know, we don't know how to run a rotation. Why is Mason Jones not touching the floor until the middle part of the second quarter? That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. The past four games he's had – what, not four games. What is it, the past three games? Yeah, three games he's played phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He should be your your what at this point your first or second guy off of the bench. I don't know. Uh, I'm a little skeptical about that. No, I'm I talking think, about just I tonight. Tonight, tonight, I think Sterling Brown and Nawab should come off the bench before he does, and then maybe Mason Jones, and then Benny Mac. And the thing is, it's also hard to not play Demar. Look, let's talk about Demarcus Cousins because. It's hard to not play DeMarcus Cousins because he's your only big. Right. But it, we're getting to a point now with DeMarcus Cousins where this is three or four games in a row, ever since he came back from that uh, San Antonio game. Yeah, he wasn't good tonight. I will say that there, there there's a replacement, and I'm not going to say Dwayne Dedman because I'm not going to make you suffer through that analysis again from me. Alex Len has had COVID, Mike. I know you're going with him. Okay. But I mean, he had COVID, and I think that's oh, why they released him. Okay. He just could not get healthy. So and you that, can't that is Pandora's box. I don't know if I would want a guy that's been struggling with COVID uh on the team. Not be, not like in a in a negative connotation with COVID, but more so just because his conditioning isn't really there. And that's the thing with Demarcus Cousins. His conditioning is still really off. He's not at an NBA level in terms of his conditioning, and that's you know understandable when you've had two you know life altering injuries career altering injuries and you've been forced to sit on the bench for two years but at this point like the rockets are trying to win basketball games and if you're trying to win basketball games putting demarcus cousins on the floor might not be the best idea would you trade eric gordon for julius randall no no julius randall is the perfect guy for this team well, um, yes, but the Knicks would not trade him. He's an all-star this year. Yeah, but the Knicks aren't going anywhere. The Knicks are not trading their best player. I can tell you that. The Knicks have a better record than the Rockets right now. That's not saying much. I mean, I mean I'm the just, Knicks are not trading Julius Randle anytime soon. He's their best player. He's an all-star this year. The Rockets have to get another big. Period. End of story. Yes. They, they, they do need another big. If you don't um, Lynn, go sign Deadman. Or, or get somebody. I don't care who it is because at this point, Boogie is unplayable. They're, at this point, what you need to do is you need to trade PJ and get a big in return. I know we floated ideas around trading like PJ Tucker for Kendrick Nunn, and Kendrick Nunn and I had 28 points for the Heat in a win. Uh, so I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, the Heat have had uh, injuries and COVID problems with themselves, but. Uh, yeah, Kendrick Nunn, 28 points off the bench tonight. I don't think that the Heat really want to let him go just yet, but the Rockets need a big. And I think trading P.J. Tucker 
to get some more size and to get someone that's able to rebound better. Not that PJ is incapable of rebounding, but I mean, if you look at tonight's game, zero rebounds from PJ Tucker. I had as many rebounds as PJ Tucker did, and I did not play Model. a single minute. Although I did donate my ankle to Christian Wood at halftime. So I guess my ankle played about half of a basketball game tonight. Uh, your ankle deserves a raise. If it's on a two-way deal, it should definitely be converted. Yeah. Uh, I got there was there was this tweet during the game that I it was on it was on our Twitter account at Dreamshake SBN. And I remember because I was like donating my ankle at the end of the first half to Christian Wood. And then when he came out, I was I was shocked that he came out. I was like, when I saw that, I was with the rest of Twitter and I was like, that's three weeks at least. Were you surprised that he got out there so quickly? That's a man. I mean, that's a man's man. The one thing that shocked me more than the ankle injury, though, is he might have the skinniest legs for a six ten guy I have ever seen in my entire life. Yes, he does. I don't. I don't. I don't know why my eyes like were diverted directly to that. But after being in shock and awe from the ankle, like his, he needs to put some muscle on his legs. Like he's the epitome of toothpick legs. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But for him, that's going to be so important this offseason for Christian Wood. He's got everything that you could want. He just needs to bulk up. Mm-hmm. And that's why I would love to give him just a banger to play alongside. That'll just go get all the rebounds and just let him finesse offensively and go for 30 a night. Because yeah. he has the offensive tools to do it. Yeah, so the tweet I was referencing um it came from at ndn pro 64 and it said uh and i was like that's my ankle out there on christian wood and he's like that wasn't worth it rafael stone's about to trade it for a second round pick swap <laughs> so my ankle is off somewhere else in the nba i guess congrats or it's on its way for uh probably a second round pick that won't work itself out into uh until 2026 or something like that <sighs> maybe wow. a draft and stash maybe i'm just stuck in europe for the rest of my life you're some, you know, Romanian prospect who's <laughs> he's got a good three-point shot, but he struggles against the more burly defenders of the NBA. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, Christian Wood definitely earned some brownie points tonight in, oh, for, in sure. for the Rockets, I think. Um, and you know what? When you're losing, when you're on a losing streak like this, uh, when you're playing tough, when you're playing hard and you're you're grinding and you still fall short, it's nice to see that from – from guys. And I think that, you know, it, it kind of references um, last week when, you know, Jay Sean Tate referenced that they had the team meeting, they drew the line and they moved on. And I think ever since then, we've seen four games, two against the Spurs, one against the Bulls and tonight, four really tough, hard fought games. And I'll say this. I think tonight was the least winnable out of the four games since the Harden trade. But the Rockets have been able to win every single one of these games so far. They've fallen short in the last three, but they've put themselves in a position at the end to at least have a chance. The problem that we've seen in the last three games is they dig themselves into do into too deep of a hole so that at the end it's not there's not enough time. Well, it's unfair to assess this team right now without John Wall. Yeah. There's a lot of that too. The hole that you're talking about is being created by turning the ball over 
Mm-hmm. I mean, just way too many just stupid, dumb turnovers. And a lot of that gets alleviated by having John Wall out there. Yeah. Now the question is, what does the rotation look like when John Wall gets back? Uh, because Ben McLemore, Sterling Brown didn't even shoot a three tonight. There's just, yeah. These guys aren't – there's no consistency game to game. You, you don't sh- know what you're going to get with this team. Right. I mean, it's like a scratch. It's like a scratch. On offense. On defense, yeah, we you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, sorry to cut you off, but to oh. we talked about the identity and the team not really knowing its identity. I think on defense they know their identity. We're you're gonna get a tough defensive effort from this team every night. And I think we've seen that so far since the hardened trade. However, on offense is where this team is lacking an identity because we saw so much success with the pick and roll on Monday and tonight it was non-existent. Uh, Sterling Brown was really good in San Antonio in the one game that he played. And tonight was not much of a fixture on offense. Uh, so it's just, we need more consistency on offense. And it's hard to do that when you don't have your point guard and you incorporated, you know, Victor Oladipo, who is probably other than Christian Wood, your best player. Um, it's just, there's a lot of parts and the pieces all don't fit. The the people that are screaming though for DeMarcus Cousins to be cut, he will not be cut for one reason is that he's boys with John Wall. Yeah. As long as John Wall is here, DeMarcus Cousins will be here. And I for one, I actually have no problem with that. Like if, if you can go find, you know, trade somebody for a big who can get minutes ahead of Cousins, just let him rehab, let him continue to get his conditioning back. It's very clear that he's rusty as all get out. And he just yeah. stopped shooting threes. That's what and, and you can still and you can still, you know, have DeMarcus Cousins there, but he can't be your your primary big off the bench. No. You need to have another guy. And this look, if you get PJ Tucker on a trade and you get back I'll just throw out Mo Bamba because I know Mo Bamba is another guy that you can possibly finagle in a trade. I know uh, there's like he, he hasn't fit perfectly in Orlando. Um, like he's out right now with health and safety protocols, but that's just an option. Ken Birch is another really good big down there, and he's gotten a lot of minutes. Um, so let's just say Mo Bamba, for example. You get Mobamba. I, I would rather have him play ten minutes or twelve minutes or however much Demarcus Cousins played tonight. And if Mobamba is hurt, and you know he has been hurt a lot in his NBA career, he's someone that needs kind of a reclamation project. And not to say PJ would go to the Magic, but maybe a three-team trade where Mobamba comes here. That's what the Rockets need. Okay. You know, we've talked about Alex Len, Dwayne Dedman. We kind of know who they are in the NBA. The Rockets need, especially as a team that's rebuilding, the Rockets need a guy that you know there's a lot of upside and there's still a lot of basketball left to be played in, you know, his career. I think that Mo Bamba fits that mold a little bit. Obviously, you know, Andre Drummond is the super wish list, but that's probably not going to happen this season. Um, but yeah, the Rockets just need another, a young big that will make the team younger and will give them another option that isn't DeMarcus Cousins. I'm okay with Marcus Cousins being on the team because I do think he helps a lot with the chemistry, but you need to get he's not playable. He's not playable at this point. Mo Bamba is perfect. I mean, Mo Bamba is like the ideal. Yeah. He's ideal. Yeah, he's he's exactly what you need off of the bench. But the you know, you talked about Andre Drummond. 
the the front office kind of feels like the rotation right now. I feel like both of those things, they're not working. We don't know what their direction is in the front office. We know that Raphael Stone is building towards the future. But you bring in you have Christian Wood, Victor Oladipo, and John Wall. That's not a team that's tanking. That's not a tank-worthy team. So at the deadline, what does the front office do? Do they go get a guy like an Andre Drummond, you know, who's not signed to he didn't sign his extent or his new deal yet, has he? No. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I don't think he has. So like, do you bring him in? And if he plays well, there's your guy. You know, can you imagine having a front line of, for the next three to five years of Drummond, Jay Sean Tate, and Christian Wood? It'd be it'd be a very interesting group. I, I mean, just that, I just wet dream to me if I'm a Rockets fan. Like that's a having Drummond or having like a a great center. Like moving Christian Wood to the four is just it's something I'm never gonna really agree with until I see it for myself and I see strong results. To me, I just don't see it because it it ruins spacing on the offensive floor. Unless the guy they get is a better, you know, three-point shooter. But the reason why the Rockets need a solid center is for rebounding purposes. So you want him to be close to the basket and you want him to be able to um, you know, also protect the rim. And that's what you you know, sacrifice when you have a guy like Christian Wood as your, as your primary center. I don't have a problem with that, but when it comes to your second units, that is, because I think in the first unit, that's, you know, the Rockets can, you know, take these effective pick and roll shots. They can, you know, pick and pop with Christian Wood. Like that is effective basketball. And I can see where the Rockets are going with that. But when you go to the second unit, you need to have a guy that, can also play a different way. The Rockets are trying to be more unpredictable in how they play basketball and try to play numerous different styles. And right now they don't really have that. They, they only really have Christian Wood. And you see DeMarcus cousins. He also is trying to mimic that into his game. He's not posting up as much. He's really, you know, trying to sit on the perimeter and be kind of a point forward. He plays similar to how Christian Wood does, except that's not what he should be doing because he's not that kind of player. At least that's not what his specialty is. If they can if they can help adjust his shot selection, I do think Cousins can be more effective. You know, tonight he only shot the ball four times. But if they can exclusively get him on the block and get him to work his post-up game, I do think he can be more effective than he's been these past few games. <laughs> Um, but I'm in agreement with you, but I'll give you a perfect example. The Lakers did it last year with Anthony Davis when they gave him JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, and they would play Davis with another big. And, you know, we've talked about, you know, Anthony Davis or Christian Wood being Anthony Davis light. That's a perfect example of two bigs working well in cohesion together. I wonder if JaVale McGee is available. JaVale McGee playing with the, you know, the Cavs beat the the Nets tonight. Uh, there's a guy who plays for the Nets that used to play for the Rockets. I will not mention his name. Uh, they lost tonight, which I never, you know, I won't hate seeing that. Uh, the Cavs are playing well, though. I mean, with JaVale, I like JaVale McGee. But McGee's not an answer, though, because McGee's a one-year rental. You need to find 
I don't want to call it a project, but you need to get some young legs coming off of that bench unit. I'll tell you who played really well tonight is David Nwaba. David Nwaba is – I think he thrives a lot more coming off the bench. I, you know, I I mentioned – it's funny how we've mentioned earlier in the year how Jay Sean Tate is best suited off the bench. And as soon as you start him, it's like kind of different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's his name? You know who – he's Corey Brewer, but with – game a little bit a little bit i see where you're going with that he's david like if you if you watch him tonight his on ball defense of uh booker uh whoever else he covered some guy named neighbor what what was that guy's nader ralph nader abdel nader okay sure uh you know what did he have tonight he scored yeah he had five points tonight unacceptable the um, but Nawaba was fantastic tonight. That was another great find. That's the type of guys you need to have on this team that are versatile. You know, David Nawab is versatile, he can cover multiple positions. PJ Tucker is not useful to this team anymore. I, I will, he will be gone within a week. More, I, that's my official prediction is a week from today, PJ Tucker will no longer be a Houston Rocket. The writing is on the wall tonight. I'm sure there's going to be some cryptic Instagram post or Twitter post by by tucker you know cap or no cap i still don't know what that means uh (laughs) about what you know you know he'll post some you know lyrics by drake or little baby or pump or whatever you know whoever is rapping these days i'm sure you know there will be some sort of lyrical tweet by you know pj tucker and he'll be gone within a week um does this change your opinion um, I'm reading a tweet here from Adam Spillane. He, uh, Steven Silas addressed this in his press conference. He said, PJ Tucker was dealing with some ab discomfort in the second half, only played four minutes after halftime. Does that change anything? Nope. For you? Nope. Look at, look at PJ Tucker. I don't believe it. Look at PJ Tucker's, uh, body language on the, on the bench. Like he was just sitting on the bench. If he was dealing with ab discomfort, don't you think he would be in the locker room getting treatment? Or- Not necessarily. No. I, you look at his body, his body language there in the third and the fourth quarter, and it, he just—I don't know, I don't know, Mike. It's he wasn't PJ. If, he, if he's if he's experiencing discomfort, I mean, I would imagine that, yeah, maybe that's you know that would make a very good reason why he's his body language or whatever is not uh, very good. And I guess one thing that I'm not on the same page with you is treating our guys. Um, after they've left the Rockets or if they're like, you seem to have this idea where once like you have this feeling about, you know, the guy we just traded to Brooklyn, I'm not going to name him because I know you don't want me to, but I'm happy to name him. Um, and I'm happy to see his success. I mean, and I think that, you know, all of red nation kind of feels either the way you do or the way I do. And it's interesting to see how people feel. I mean, I love the guys we have now. And don't get me wrong, I'm super – I'm riding the guys we got. But also, like, PJ's been our guy. And I'm not just wanting to, you know, say, you know, goodbye, don't let the door hit you on the way out kind of thing. Or same with, you know, you know, with uh, the bearded James, one. James Harden? Yeah, James, you said it. Yeah, okay. James, 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 James Harden is not our guy anymore. Bye. See you. I don't care. Like, I, I wish – like. It would be like a Texans fan if Deshaun Watson leaves. You're going to root for Deshaun Watson wherever. Actually, yes, I would because I. That's a whole other, 
you know, that's a whole nother thing yeah. for a whole nother podcast. You're not a Texans fan, so you can't really talk about that. No, but I'm here, like being in the city and listening to all these people. Like I'm of the opinion that if you play for my team, you're my, you know, whether it's the, my, you know, you're, you're my people. Like I ride with you. If you're not with my team anymore, like, bye. See ya. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan. I hope Brooklyn loses every single game that they play the rest of the year. I will not root for them. I will not watch the games. I don't care. They're no longer – he's no I'm longer – I'm not saying that I want, you know, Brooklyn to win. P.J. Tucker has been awful for the most part this year. On the whole, P.J. Tucker has been terrible this year. Yeah, but, you know, not so, like a, a not-so-good 12 games in a whole new system with a limited offseason is going to tarnish the three-plus years he's had before that? Tarnish what? I, I mean, we never- just pretend like the 2018 season never happened or no, it's in the past. Like we're here. We talk about the games as they are right now. It would be different if we won a title in 18 or we won a title with PJ Tucker, but I put PJ Tucker in the same category as Trevor Ariza. He's another guy. He's a guy who plays for our team right now. You're paying them $8 million to be borderline terrible at basketball on a night in night out basis. He's getting killed on the defensive end. And he scored in double digits one game out of the past six. Yeah. And he clearly wants to be playing for a contender. The way I see it, he could have had an injury tonight, totally explains it. But that doesn't explain his terrible performance the last two games. I'm just well, saying. Like, my thing. PJ's done a lot for um, the city of Houston. He's done a lot for um, – the Rockets, he's played so many minutes the last three or four seasons. So him being 35 and having some discomfort, not even like a real, you know, full-fledged injury in in tonight's game, it's just, I don't know. And look, there's no right or wrong way to feel about it. I don't think the way that you see things is wrong or anything like that. It's different. It's different, though. And and that's what, that's what makes you and I work because you have your opinions and I have mine. And... You know, we make up a lot of what uh, Red Nation feels. So if you have anything to say about this podcast, be sure to uh, join the conversation at the Dream Shake on Twitter and at Dream Shake SBN on uh, on Twitter as well. I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. You can like us. Uh, you can like the Dream Shake over on Facebook, and be sure not to miss a single second of the action over at thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. We are working um, on improving our podcast uh, as the Rockets go down. Uh, you know, as their as their stock goes down, we're working to make the Dream Take podcast stock go up. So uh, we've we've moved officially from Skype over to Streamyard, a new uh, platform for us to record our podcasts and uh eventually probably in the next week or so we're going to work towards uh recording our podcast live after games so you can be able to interact with us after the games and then of course we'll uh post it after um the, the over the next morning and so you can listen to it on your own time so big things coming for us me and michael brown my co-pilot be sure to go follow him on twitter at bsw podcast underscore mb and you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And until next time, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.